Welcome to the Goracom podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, our production of Agoracom, in which we take the time to the small cap executives after they put out important news with us today. Happy to have them back. Alex Kleinman, President and CEO, Azincourt Energy Trades in Canada under AAZ. And for friends in the U.S. under AZURF, look, guys, if you believe in the future of renewable energy and all the different alternatives we have out there, we know that nuclear is a big one and uranium is a big component of that. Azincourt is developing critical energy, uh, alternative energy projects for uranium with two core projects in the Athabasca Basin of Saskatchewan. And either one of them is capable of delivering Canada's next uranium discovery that's how serious and more than just lip service the company raised eight million dollars last year from 20 plus institutional investors so it's not just the company thinking that a lot of big smart people think that's possible also now why uh why as in court well let's talk about the macro side uranium has been a bull market for a while now it's trading close to 50 dollars uh spot right now which is just off at six dollar high but way off where we've seen it before and that's because, as we know, the world needs clean energy. Uh, and nuclear power right now, uh, worldwide capacity is increasing with about 50 reactors under construction. So that's causing uh, a bit of a supply constraint there, as you can imagine, hence the higher prices. Uh, why is the company in Saskatchewan? Well, uh, uranium mining and production has taken place for over 40 years there. Uh, and it's got 10 to 100 times world average uranium grades uh, that make discovery feasible. It's, it's pretty much where you want to be. And the company's two projects are the East Preston, where, where they've identified uranium, and the Hatchet Lake uranium project, uh, with it, which is on a structural corridor that hosts the majority of known high-grade high uranium deposits and all of Canada's operating uranium mines. And that's the headline that we're going to talk about as in court, uh, updates exploration plans for both East Preston and Hatchet Lake. Alex, welcome back, my friend. I know there's been a bit of a mouthful, but you've got so much going on. I appreciate it, George. Always great to get on with you and, and discuss all things Asincourt. We're going to be busy. But for, before Asincourt, I something really I want to talk about on the macro side. Europe is heading into what we all see now is most likely not even a potential, but a probable energy crisis uh, as, a result of, as a result of Russia shutting off natural gas. As a result, Germany probably being the biggest going to take the biggest hit is now considering extending their the life of their nuclear plants that they were going to shut down at the end of the year what's been the impact on the short term in terms of maybe pricing or just overall you know overall view of uranium but more importantly what's that doing for the long-term uh view of yeah. nuclear as an alternative yeah no listen it's not surprising um europe has always had more of an anti-nuclear bent to it um but but Everybody knows where this is headed. Uh, nuclear energy is a safe alternative. Yes, you have, you know, you have to be careful with storage and you have long lives of, of, of spent uranium and things like that, but that's all manageable. Um, but it doesn't surprise me that we're headed in that direction. But I think, you know, really hasn't had a, has, hasn't manifested in any, any great way in terms of spot. It may have bolstered it or strengthened it, but we're not seeing any massive rise, but I'll tell you what it is doing. It's brings, it's br helping bring sentiment back into the space. Uh, we lost it with the broad market over uh, the overall market uh, turn, 
um, the uranium equities got caught in the in the slide, and you know we're not immune to that. Uh, but but obviously, when you have something like this in the headlines, it's it helps um, ha helps generate that that sentiment that we all need. It's a huge factor in the markets. And I've got to I've got to assume there are countries out there who are who are themselves look at each other right now. Governments saying to themselves, "Hey, you know what? Maybe we don't want to be held hostage one day. Wh whatever the energy source is, maybe we should be taking a closer look at." Uh, nuclear ourselves. I, I know that's not an immediate reaction, but is it fair to say that you've probably got a lot of governments thinking, hold on, we need to really reconsider and really start to think about nuclear hard again? Yeah, well, listen, it's been trending that way for several years now. And, and I think um, uh, ultimately that's where we're going to be. A supply demand scenario with existing builds and existing mines and existing uh, utilities. Uh, obviously, there's, there's a deficit. We're facing a deficit in raw material. So, you know, exploration, like what we do, is critical to uh, renewing and getting uh, more supply into the market. And uh, yeah, I think the, the bullish feelings that we see, the bullish uh, prognostications, if you will, uh, aren't far off. We're going to be in a good market here for uranium for years to come. So on that note, you just announced your exploration plans for the next 12 months. You've got cash in the bank. You've got supportive institutions. Uh, you're you're really going to go full blast. We'll talk about each of Hatchet Lake and East Preston, but overall, you know what's ahead for Azincourt? What's the big picture plan with this exploration? Yeah, listen, we're 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 active explorers. Um, as you mentioned, we're we're funded, so we're going to put that money in the ground. That's where the investors want to see the money go, and that's where it's going. So we've got two projects, as you mentioned. We're going to be drilling both in the next twelve months, and uh, we're heading. Through Towards what we feel is impactful discovery in not only our East Preston project, which we've spoken to a lot in the past, but also Hatchet Lake, which will be, uh, uh, this will be our first drill drill program coming up at Hatchet. Yeah, so let's talk about Hatchet Lake. You're plan sure. you're, so you're planning on drilling for the first time this fall. Uh, what should investors know that you like about this project? I mean, I kind of alluded to it a little bit. It's in just a great real estate, great location. Yeah. But you know, a little more detail from you. You're the chief sure. honcho there. What are you loving about it? Why are you guys so, yeah. so high on it? Well, we picked it up. Uh, it's, a, it's an option. It's an earn-in uh, option agreement with Valor Metals, who are, are solid partners in the deal. Uh, but we're moving. Uh, we wanted something uh, outside of, of our East Preston project. We wanted a second project. So finding one on the Wollaston Corridor, which is that, as you mentioned, where all the production is on that northeast side of the basin, the eastern side of the basin. Um, this is just outside the perimeter. So again, shallow targets. It's why we want to be on the perimeter. You don't have the sandstone cover that you have, uh, you know, in the basin proper. Uh, the targets are shallower. It's cheaper to cheaper to work. But the work that had been done on this project by companies like Hathor slash Rio Tinto was all done prior to knowledge that's been gained in the last decade. Uh, and it's it's changed. The, the discoveries over the last 10 to 15 years have changed how um, how you chase alteration and mineralization and how you chase uh, deposits. So, you know, we're going to be the first ones to go in there and, and drill it with the, with the knowledge that's been gained. We're going to do a little bit of uh, work prior to putting drills in the ground, but, you know, we're going to probably do a million, million and a half drill program there uh, this fall. And, uh, you know, there's, there is high grade mineralization on the, on the project ground, on the claim block. Yeah, I was about uh, to ask that. What do you yeah. know about it so far? You know, uh... yeah. Well, uh, there's been samples taken up to about two and a half percent 
uh, uranium, which is very high grade. I mean, the world average is 0 0.2. Uh, it's one of the reasons why you want to be in the, in the Athabasca. You've got, you've got chance at, at economic grade. Uh, so we're going in, we're going to do a million dollar pass minimum, and uh, we're going to we're going to poke around in some of these zones that haven't had a lot of work, but are showing the right criteria, the conductive packages, uh, you know, high grade mineralization at surface. Uh, there are several uh, radioactive boulders with good numbers on the project. We think that those boulders are sourced on the project ground itself, you know, uh, erosion being erosion, things move over time. But we think uh, we think the source of that mineralization is present at at Hatchet, and we're gonna we're gonna give it a good pass. And historical work has been done there, right? There have been yes. there have been. This is not just uh, you and me are just found a piece of land. Let's see if we can find some uranium in there. There's right. been great. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the kind of historical work that's already been done. Yeah, there hasn't been much, but enough uh, over the years where you know there's there's been uh, some geophysics, some geochemistry, and and a little bit of drilling, and there's been sniffs. Uh, again, Rio Tinto Hathor was probably the big operator uh, back in the day. Uh, but remember something: outside the basin itself, there wasn't a lot of uh, wasn't a lot of action until we started to see some deposits being discovered in the last ten to fifteen years outside the basin on the perimeter. Uh, so that now opened up ground. Um, that was previously uh, underexplored. So that's really where this project uh, lies. It's in an underexplored section, very close to production, uh, in, a, in a great place, geologically speaking, and it already is showing uh, mineralization. So where's, where's the deposit hiding? That's our, that's our job as an ex exploration company. And, and, and before I move on to East Preston, something mm -hmm. I, I, I like how you've alluded a couple of times to you know, we're going to run a million to a million half dollar program in there. And you say that with such confidence uh, because right now uh, finances are tough to come by for small yep. cap companies, but you've got a pretty strong balance sheet, right? I think everyone should yep. know that. Uh, yeah, uh, you, and you've got, you've got the money to do what you got to do. Yeah. Everything I'm talking to today is, 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 is paid uh, or funded. Um, you know, we've, we've got, somewhere near 11 or 12 million in the bank. I mean, that, that we've got money coming in from our partners. And as you mentioned, look, for pure exploration, as we are, uh, it's pretty rare to have a balance sheet like that and to have institutional support like we have. So we've mentioned that many times before. I always speak to that. That's a vote of confidence for what we're doing and, and also a vote of confidence for the prospectivity of the projects. I mean, the institutional funds aren't going to invest in, in, in uh, moose pasture. Uh, so, you know, we've got good projects with, with, with great criteria that, that you want to see prior to discovery. And uh, listen, you know, one thing, we don't know where the markets are going. Uh, part of me does get nervous knowing that we're committing to spend five or six million dollars on exploration in the next 12 months. But at the same time, I'm pretty confident that if we go back to the institutions, if we need to raise more money later on, we'll be able to do it. The projects are good. Um, we're doing things the right way. We're spending the money in the ground. And I think that goes a long way. Yeah, and that's great third-party validation. It doesn't it doesn't guarantee anything, but right. I've always said sometimes to investors when I'm, when I'm speaking to investors, and, and I say, look, if if a number of institutions come into a deal with you know a few million bucks, right, uh, you've got to figure they've done their due diligence and they like the risk reward profile. It's not a guarantee; right. nothing's a guarantee, but they right. like so that's almost like great due diligence for everyone at home saying, hey, if these institutions uh, stepped up with an eight million dollar yeah. raise. At yeah. the end of last year, uh, the last quarter, then then there's got to be a great deal of confidence. It's so let's true. talk. Oh, go ahead. Good. No, it's true. Uh, listen, having having that support is critical. We're very grateful to the funds. I mean, there's 
There's 28 different funds, uh, small funds to big funds in the deal. And uh, I think many of them will continue to support us as if we move forward in, in a progressive way as we are. So East Preston, I would say that's your flagship right now. Yeah. You control the 70% interest. It's 25,000, over 25,000 hectare project. You've identified, you, you complete a winter drill program. You've identified uranium. Um, let's recap that just a little bit. How happy sure. are you are with what, what's hap what happened during the winter program? Mm -hmm. Where are you going next? Yeah, no, listen, uh, exploration is about discovery. Um, and, and what we lose sight of sometimes is how that works in an incremental fashion. Uh, some people want instant gratification. They want that drill hole to, to you know, <laughs> blast. They want blast off immediately. Sometimes it takes time. And now listen, East Preston is a big target. Now we've got 30 kilometers of conductive trends that we know of. There are other trends uh, on the property that have had very little exploration done so far. So uh, in the main trends that we're, 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 we're poking around in now, we've come up with about 1,700 meters of alteration zones. Now those alteration zones are critically important. Alteration acts as a halo around mineralization. Typically, if you find alteration and you start to get into the clays, we're talking about hematite alteration, and you start to get into the clays, you're probably getting closer to, to a deposit or mineralization uh, in an impactful way. So this past uh, winter, we drilled into new zones that had really had never seen a drill hole before. We extended out of 5,000 meters, we got 1,700 meters of alteration, which is quite a ratio. Yeah, for uh, one at home, is that a great ratio? Because a lot of us at home don't know. Is that, is sure. that, is, how's it's it a lot. It's okay. a lot. It's almost too much. Uh, and <laughs> I, and, and, and what I mean much, is, but... listen, a small zone, 200 meter zone. All right, we're 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 vectored into that zone. We're gonna we're gonna go hard into that right. zone. 1,700 meters gives us a you know more targets uh, than than you know we perhaps need. But the the bigger the better. The more the better we because somewhere in there we're gonna find something. We hope to find something. I should say. I need to be compliant, George. I always remember that I need to be compliant. So we're um you know listen. It's it's a lot of ground. Um and. We're, we're looking at the geochemistry. We're looking at the elevated uranium levels that we got in the drill holes. We have evidence. We had evidence prior that uranium was in the fluids moving around on the property. More importantly now, this past program confirmed that that was happening in the alteration. So that's a really good sign. Somewhere within that alteration, we're hoping it pooled. So we're looking at the areas that pooling gener generally uh, occurs. Those are in the bends or the breaks or the folds in the conductive packages, somewhere in there. In, where those structures change and turn, uh, we're hoping to find it. So we're going to go back in with better knowledge than we had prior to last year's program. And, you know, we're optimistic that we're going to run into it uh, sooner rather than later. But sometimes it's a lengthy process. I mean, you can pop down 150, 200 holes. Uh, what we don't want to do is, is, is walk away from a project with so much prospectivity, so much going for it, and so many targets to drill. Uh, you know, hopefully it happens soon. But listen, patience is always rewarded with good exploration. Well, most of the time, exploration takes time. Uh, yeah. You know, we all we all hear about a big drill result somewhere, but that drill result wasn't the first one. It no. comes from or results, right? It's not right. the first one. Exactly. It comes from you did the work, you you hone in, you hone in, you hone in, bang. Right. So yeah, right. So yeah, if ever, especially with East Preston, where there's so much ground, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, it's a it's a lengthier process than people. Some people are are willing to take willing to go through, but uh, others uh, know the game and uh, they're happy about the progress we make. Well, let's talk about that. If everything goes as planned, right? Uh, be, and, and look, it's every, whether if you're a football team, you have a plan in place yeah. and you think if you implement this plan, 
here's the result you're looking to get at the end, yeah. right? Yeah. So, but that's no guarantee. So I want to make sure we talk that we say that again and again here. But if everything goes as planned on this upcoming winter drill program, what do you expect to have to what what more knowledge? What would you expect to have discovered uh, at, at East Preston sure. if everything goes kind of as, as expected? Yeah, it's it's about incremental improvements. And every every time we've done work on the project, you know, we're moving the project forward in a, in, a, in a positive way. That's the thing. Um, and we'd like more of that. And I think that would manifest itself in, in, in greater uh, uranium numbers, higher numbers, uh, more numbers in more places, um, and, and really finding a zone. Uh, listen, we're drilling 200, 300, 400 meters. Those holes are three, 400 meters apart, um, where you can find a 200 million pound deposit that, that literally has a 90 meter footprint at surface. So we have to, you know, we're honing in on, on that, right? So we're going to have to continue to tighten up the grids, tighten up the, the space between drill holes. Somewhere in those zones, you know, we're going to, we're hoping to find the sweet spot. Uh, but again, what's success? Moving the project forward incrementally. Uh, sure, we'd love the, we'd love the, the home run. Um, every explorer wants the home run. It's part of the chase. It's part of the excitement of what you do. You never know what that next drill hole is going to pull. Uh, but, you know, realistically speaking and, and, and being pragmatic about it, uh, you've got to poke holes in the right places and you have to vector towards that discovery. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, that's how value is created at the end of the day. Right. Uh, it doesn't mean that investors have to wait three years. Like, like ballpark, what would you what for 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 projects of these sizes? Do you think that for us at home, for the benefit of all, does it take two, three years of work until you got a really, really good idea what you got there? First yeah, of all? well, yeah, more or less. I mean, listen, we've been working it for several years, but it keeps getting better every time we do the work. So, you know, I mean, listen, we have the funding. We could we could double the size of the drill program we did last year, but we're trying to be trying to do it in, the, in an appropriate way. We've got two rigs going full time. Those rigs uh, were busy. You know, we have First Nations and, and, and local communities to consult. We have to be cognizant of their needs and, and their wishes. So, you know, we can't just go in and, and, and blow 10 million in one drill program and hope, you know, we find it. Logistically speaking, we've got to do it the way we're doing it. And I think 5,000, 6,000 meters uh, per drill season is a, good, is, a good, is a good number and a good way to get there. Um, keep in mind, uh, somewhere around 200 drill holes at MacArthur before they found the big one. So, and sometimes there's plenty of stories where they drilled over here and 10 or 15 meters to the, to the east of that drill hole was the discovery. But so you've got to be, you know, cognizant of that. And we are, and, and I think we're, we're patient, but you know, there is a timeline on things, I mean, you know, 10 years from now, I certainly hope we're not waiting for that big discovery in East Preston. I mean, I'd like to see it tomorrow. I'd like to see it this winter. Our chances are better today than they ever were. Um, the project has been advanced that much more since we took over and, and started putting holes in the ground. So uh, yeah, we're trending in the right direction at East Preston. Yeah, and again, go back to the institutional investors. They agree with you. This isn't just yeah. Alex wishing and hoping and throwing a prayer out there. You and your team have put together a plan. Yeah. You've identified, we need to identify. Uh, you got a plan of attack and 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 the, the market that likes these kind of projects, right? Uh, uranium uh, clearly likes the game plan. Yeah, no, listen, our our, um, our VP exploration, Trevor Perkins has had several discoveries under his belt, uh, big ones. Uh, so he knows what he's doing. 
And since he's gotten involved, obviously things are moving in a, in a, in a really, really um, effective way. And, and the funds, when we have calls with the funds and we go through the technical uh, information of, of, of the project, I should say when Trevor goes through the technical stuff, um, it, 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 it resonates with them. They, they can see what Trevor sees and what, what, you know, obviously their due diligence, as you mentioned, is top notch. Uh, it's, it's thorough uh, and it's detailed. So if they like it, um, you know, we're obviously we're headed in the right direction. Last question for you, going back to a bit of a macro and talk about yeah. sentiment. You know, the markets have not, uh, have had a tough first six months. And I'm talking not just in small cap, you know, uh, Netflix down 70%, Shopify down 60%, uh, Tesla down 55% and on and on and on. So obviously that's, uh, obviously that's happened in the small cap space as well. What's your, what's your, um, I don't want to call it advice, but you know, What's your experience tell you uh, to share with investors in these kind of environments? And, and keep in mind for everyone at home, it, it's not overly critical to ask for right now because it's not as if you're ready to exit the company, you know, ready to right. create an exit plan right now. Yeah. It'd yeah. be great if everything was was much better, of course. But so, you know, how do you how do you manage shareholder expectations in these kind of environments? Yeah, well, it's been it's, there's been a lot of conversations, a lot of emails, a lot of back and forth with a lot of investors and shareholders over the last uh, four or five months. Um, and it was a lot. There was a ton of doom and gloom. I mean, people just it was the sky was falling, you know. Uh, so uh, what I've been telling people all along is I think the easiest thing is to look where, where we're concerned, where Asencourt's say our evaluation has decreased, but it hasn't decreased in an isolated way. It's decreased right along with the broad markets, as you know. So if you look at charts of the NASDAQ and the TSX and, and, the, and, and the Dow and everything else, you're going to see a very similar chart pattern to what, what uh, many equities uh, are showing today. And that's a downward slide from last, uh, say, last fall, last even January to now. Just, just you know, we're going south. But we didn't do it in an isolated way. We did it in with everyone else. Uh, so... It's not what we're doing is affecting our market cap. It's sentiment. And I always like to talk about sentiment. And we've just had a little bump in our, in our eval over the last uh, few, a couple of weeks ago, we were trading at our cash value, which is insanity, uh, considering how much money we put yep. in the ground at East Preston, right? Um, but, but now we bumped from that, but nothing but sentiment, a little bit of optimism in the market was enough to bump us 20, 25%. So I think you know we're going to see more and more of that, as you mentioned, at the fall and the, and, the, and and the catalysts we're looking at ahead. The market starts to take off. You know our our evaluation, Asincourt's evaluation, will rise simply in that alone. Sentiment will do that. Obviously, we need to make you know do the work. Uh, a good drill hole will help. Uh, but you know we're moving in the right direction, and I think if we get that market support, um, our evaluation will get back to a, a more normal. Uh, level right now, it's we feel it's cheap, but you know it, and I know it, George. If you get a CEO that says their evaluation spot on, uh, let me know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So take that, uh, and that's why we tell everybody at home: you've got to make you know your own decisions based on your financial condition. Talking to your financial advisor, your partners, everybody. Yeah. Uh, but uh, again, Alex, what I like is that there's, of course, you're the CEO and you're supposed to be optimistic about what, what's going forward. But I just like the fact that institutions like your plan as well and they're betting on you. Again, it doesn't yeah. mean it's a guarantee, but when institutions are betting on you and they're giving you their heart, look, I don't care what, I don't care how big the institutions are, when they all kick in about $8 million or so, 
uh, and me even more than that, perhaps. Yeah, that's a big deal, right? They, they, yeah, no, no, one, I no one, no one likes to lose money for for no. no and, and and listen, it, it hasn't been easy. Um, I did a conference uh, a couple months back and spoke to several funds, and my question to each one of the funds was. Has your investment thesis in the uranium space changed at all since the markets have turned? And to, to a fund, they said, no, not at all. In fact, if you need more money, we're willing to write checks. Now, it wasn't, uh, let's say, the, the mania of last fall, but, but certainly they're, they're, they're in the game. They understand the broad market sell-off is not really a, a reflection on the space itself. Uh, but they haven't changed. And we know that some funds have sold a little bit over this time. But when, when, when a fund has, say, 60 million shares of a deal and they sell a million shares in a month, that's just a rebalancing. That's, that's yeah. an accounting exercise. That's, that's nothing negative against the company or, or the space itself. Uh, Alex, thanks for joining us, man. It's always great talking to you because you've got a great track record of success. You've got fantastic experience. Uh, and more importantly, for the purpose of this call, you know, Azincourt has got the balance sheet. It's got the projects. It's got the leadership team. You you mentioned the company's chief geologist has had wins, big wins before. So that's all you can ask for uh, in in a small cap exploration company. And now, you know, this is where the fingers crossed comes in. Can't wait to see what's going to happen uh, with these upcoming drill programs. And, and can't wait to have you back when it starts. And I'm sure hopefully sure. there'll be. Well, hope we won't be waiting until the results. We'll have more to talk about, you know, during as, as is all. Yeah. Happened. Now, listen, always happy to be on. I've got always something to speak to and about. We've got great projects. Uh, my, my, my best advice to our shareholders and, and the people watching is, is give it time. Uh, the markets will return. Uh, we know where we're headed. Uh, a good exploration company like Asincourt's always uh, uh, welcome in a good portfolio. So, uh, Keep an eye on us and happy to answer any questions anybody might have anytime. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Alex Klenman, he's president still at Azincourt Energy, trading Canada under AAZ and for friends in the U.S. under AZURF. To start your due diligence, get to the company's profile page on Agoracom where we've got a really nice laid out you know, each of the projects, uh, everything you need to know about the company to get that good thousand foot overview. And then for real deep dive details, head over to the company's website, do deep dive due diligence. If you believe, and I, I don't know how you don't, in the future of renewable energy and believe that nuclear, therefore uranium is going to play uh, a role in that, then you've got to do your due diligence with thousand court. And hopefully today you discovered your next great small cap resource company. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this podcast is over. Don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform so you will never miss another one great Agora Gomez Small Cap Podcast.